The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. I don't know Jamie Roots at all. I couldn't tell you everything he did or does. But it doesn't has any, nothing to do with the football operation. That, that much I know. Like, that's what people don't relate. And that's why it's all over TV and everything. Like, oh, the Texans, what a mess. And the Texans are a mess. But Jamie Roots leaving doesn't make them more of a mess. Jamie Roots is like an advertiser relationship, a ticket sales guy. Like, yeah, sweet sales, things yeah, like that. It doesn't change football operations one bit. Mark Cuban, don't say anything, Mark. Just keep doing what you're doing. No one was noticing. Now you're just trying to make a big statement. Like, why do we have to make these big gestures? You don't want to play the national anthem. It's your building. It's your team. Don't play the national anthem. You could have kept it going, and if that made you feel good inside and it made your your team was happy about it, cool. But now you've made it a big thing, and now everybody's at each other again. This is what I hate. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776, or... You can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Tyler Drew Scott, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And if you uh, miss the first two hours, it's pretty much all there was. There was a lot of that. Yeah. So, but I did promise the people that we would play them some of the Rebecca Black. Bring it on, baby. Uh, but we had to make a lineup change here. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, where that is. Well, I can try and find it. I don't, is it a song? What is it? Like, yeah, her well, talking he, about something? No, she did a remix, a really horrible remix of the original Friday Friday. We, you, I haven't heard it. I don't know that it's horrible. No, it, it's You're horrible. Jumping to conclusions. No, it, it's really horrible. Um, but Aaron was supposed to find a version. And find he, a piece of it. He pulled a clip it. that was uh, arable. Not, yeah, because it's pretty explicit. Because she's not a kid anymore. Yeah. But, oh well. And I, honestly, I've kind of always wanted an adult version of that song. This is not, I'm telling you, you're... I'm going to be disappointed. Yes. there There is no adult. It's not an adult version. It if is, people it, can hate all they want, you've got to admit that was a catchy song. Now, it's a horrible song because there's really no substance to it, but it's catchy. Well, as as bad as I've always said it was, once once you read me the lyrics to Achy Breaky Heart, even that's not so bad anymore. <laughs> so, all right, we'll try to find it because I promised the people we would play some of it. People hate on songs that get played a lot because, you know, they're, oh, it's terrible. Party in the USA is a great example. I don't care who you are. You hear Party in the USA, you start tapping your foot a little bit. It's a catchy mm. song. No, not everybody does. I don't believe that. Well, that's... I don't believe it. That's because you're you're justifying why you like that song. And that's fine. You don't have to justify it. But oh, not, I don't. But I guarantee you, 
that everyone likes it. Trevor, sitting in his home listening to classical music, is not going to tap his foot to that. I think he might. He's going to look down his nose and say, this is garbage. I garbage. I, he probably would say that out loud to, to hide his reputation, oh, no. protect his rep, but he would still you, be feeling that. You need to hang around with some different people. Tyler, you're a metal guy. You're a rocker. You're a rock and roller through and through. Yeah. You hear Party in the USA, you're still kind of like, you bob your head a little, right? Yeah. It's just, a little happens. bit out of jest, whatever, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's a catchy tune. Oh, it is catchy. Listen to Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm telling you, those guys exist. Uh, I, I used to work. There was a guy at the Chronicle. All he ever listened to was classical music. And anytime music conversations came up, we were all just a bunch of low-life trolls. Didn't matter what, what we liked, whether it was country, whether it was rock. Basically, it was, hell, you're all Philistines. <laughs> Philistines, I say. So, no. I mean, uh, not everybody taps their foot to it. I hate to break it to you. All right. There's a lot of Trevors out there. Uh, I have a story I've been wanting to get to for a while and it kind of, uh, it's, it's interesting because it says, is it ever acceptable to call BS when someone plays the family emergency card? Because apparently that's something that people do regularly. Yeah. They're probably doing it more now with COVID too. Right. But I mean, you don't you need to do it less, right? I feel like it's uh, it's certainly more accepted now than it normally would be, but I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the last time I had a a family emergency other than when no, I, well, I, I say yeah. that, but I had to leave yeah, for, had to for leave several days. For, you had to leave for a week. Yeah, uh, but that that's a real family emergency. I mean, that's easy to that's easy to track. It's yeah. not like you made it up. Apparently, a lot of people are out making this up now. Which, like, just to get a day off or something? Yeah, just, well, it's it's become the it's become the excuse for just about There's, everything. Because you don't need a doctor's note anymore. Like, nah, apparently not. I guess that's 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 not surprising. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I'm I'm always going to uh, get people the benefit of the doubt on things. I tend to as well. But I, if somebody winds up giving you that excuse four or five times in like a month. It, then it becomes like, oh, my grandmother died for the tenth time this year. But anyway, I, I didn't realize that was a thing. Chris, did you guys talk about Tom Brady turning up today at the parade? I think him, I think I like him now more than I ever have. Dude, he went full Tyler. I, I'm I'm proud of the man. So, I th- I don't know that he was even drunk. I think maybe he was just like sea legs because he was on a boat. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I think he was drunk because he was. He's, he had the s eating grin on. Well, maybe so. And and I don't think he drinks during the season, but that guy has been known to go after it. Like there there were just legendary stories about him at the Derby. Well, and at the end, there was some like random guy just walked in front of him, and he just like bumped into him and gave him a hug, a hug. So, I think he probably had at least seven white claws. <laughs> yeah I, I have a a friend in kentucky who was near the area where he was at the derby and uh they were they were ordering drinks by the tray in there which is a common thing at the derby but yeah so i'm not surprised at all to see him just get totally smashed does he drink a mint julep uh i don't know what they were i don't know what they were drinking i just know that they were drinking a lot and that's okay man 
You didn't get invited into their suite? No, I mean, I wasn't even in Kentucky. No. So, in the old days, I used to get invited to some nice suites and some nice boxes for the Kentucky Derby. But, all right, did you find... But now you're a peasant right. Yeah, I, I listened to enough of it. I think we can play probably like 30 seconds of it. All, all right. right. All right, here we go. This is... Y'all are not going to be happy with I told, this. I told... Well, it's just... It's... Just, just play yeah, it. I've, just, I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I warned you. Yeah, the the OG song is so, that's uh, I think I think the It's like remaking Animal House is what I just saw. I think the draw of this one is all the her uh I guess the people who are like featured with it. So it's like that do you remember that uh band 303? Yeah. They're on it. Uh, Dorian Electra. I don't know. She uh, did you like realize three hundred three still was a band? Uh, Didn't they? I, I mean, that's yeah. They were the epitome of a one hit wonder, isn't it? I think they had two hits, but yeah. Wow. Okay. I I, I thought they just had. I I mean, what? I guess what do I really know? But I, I I thought that they only had like that one song, and that was in the nineties or something. I didn't or two thousands. I, I didn't think they still existed. I think uh, what was it? it was like never trust a hoe. I don't think we can actually play that on. Uh, probably not. Video. But yeah, uh, Dorian Electra looks like Lady Gaga, like a a great value Lady Gaga, and then uh, <laughs> Big Fredia. I've heard of this person. Not familiar with the musical stylings. All right. I, I the only positive to the video is that you said she's kind of got the Lady Gaga look going. With a lot of blue and, you know, and, and because she's legal now, I'm down. I like it. P. Crate says Alvin and the Chipmunks on auto-tune. <laughs> 78 RPM. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah. By the way, you can hear Patrick Creighton tonight on Late Hits, 7 o'clock. Followed by the Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad Gilmore at 9. How about that? So I, I, I told you it was going to. What was the name of the 303 song? Like what was their their first big hit called? Their the I guess now that they have more than one hit, I thought it was their their only hit. But what was their breakout song called? Uh, Let me look on Spotify. Okay, yeah, Wikipedia is not really doing anything for me right now. Yeah, get it on Spotify. See what the uh, while we're on music. Did you see what uh, got nominated for best original song Oscar? I did not. Borat, Borat's Wuhan oh, flu. Oh yeah! Oh, the uh, Wuhan flu song. Yes. Oh, which boy. is actually brilliant. I mean, it is freaking brilliant, and I'm glad to see this. I'm sure it won't win, but uh, yeah, the Academy Awards. What you gonna do? <laughs> Inject them with the Wuhan flu. There you go. Inject them with the Wuhan flu. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of them here. It's uh. Uh, I've never heard any of these other ones. That one I remember. I can quote you, that song. Yeah, you sing that song regularly. Yeah, I do. All the time. 
All right, you find it, Tyler? Yeah, don't trust me is really the only one. Give me a little bit of don't trust me. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I remember that song. I don't know. I, I, I just None of these other songs that they have a lot of plays on Spotify. So they are a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I think so. And they now did one with uh, Keisha, Kesha, whatever. Kesha. Now, let, let's also consider if they weren't anything, if they were anything more than a one-hit wonder, they wouldn't be guesting on Rebecca Black's remix. Valid. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know your career yeah, in the uh, tank. Mick Jagger didn't guest on that. No, he did not. Ugh. Sir Paul McCartney didn't didn't do backing vocals on it. Uh, we, we didn't even get into. You know that reminds me, friend. Yeah. The uh, a Larry Flint passed. Your hero, Larry Flint. Yes. Um. How will will Larry Flint be remembered as a a villain or a good guy? Well, that sounds like the perfect topic to get into next segment. Oh, like as a radio tease. Okay, and then I want to at some point today I want to go over the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Definitely, I I have a I want your list. I have a surprise that I'm going to have on my list. Okay, it better be LL Cool J. Mm, well. Let's just wait till we get to it, okay? Or Tina Turner. The, the people have been, uh, you know, the people have been given their tease. Okay. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you guys about Pajama Gram. Uh, guys, if you are looking for a last-minute gift, and by the way, it is now a last-minute gift because it's Wednesday. Valentine's Day is on Sunday. So you need to hurry up and get this thing going, baby. Uh, but Pajamagram has you covered. They've got the Tempting Touch PJs made with micro velvet, the softest material known to man, and you can get it only at pajamagram.com. She's going to slip these on after a long day and just melt away. And, of course, her being happy is going to, in turn, make you happy. Uh, they're irresistible to wear. They beg to be touched. You're going to love them. She's going to love them. And... Every pajama gram includes free gift packaging, which means you don't have to wrap a thing. Great news. Guys, time is running out. Get her the Tempting Touch pajamas. Get your free gift packaging today. It's so simple. All you got to do, go to pajamagram.com. It's fast. It's easy. Delivery by Valentine's Day. Guaranteed. That's pajamagram.com. Tell them AJ from ESPN 97.5 sent you. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. So, um, which, which do you wish to tackle first? Larry Flint? Well, let's jump into Larry Flint. Okay. And I know death's... Uh, I get well. We have desk today, huh? Yeah, I don't know that he made the list. Or maybe we should wait to talk to about him on desk. Fresh, so yeah. I mean, the the, the you know the body's still fresh, still warm, yeah. as they say. So let's let's talk the other, let's talk the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we'll get to Larry Flint and deaths. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, you had a you you have a surprise. Is this like a, a someone? Yeah. That, well, why don't we go through the nominees? 
Okay. And then you say yes or no. I'll say yes. And Tyler can participate in this as well. Okay. Now, are we going through just the new nominees, or are we going through everyone who's eligible this year? Well, the eligibles that might the, have a real chance. The, uh, they have to do all of them. Okay. Well, the let's 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 start with uh, the newbies. Jay Z, Carol King, Tina Turner. I thought Carol King and Tina Turner were already in. Yeah, I did too. But apparently. Carol King, what was in Tapestry, right? And then Tina Turner is in as part of Ike and Tina. Yeah, not neither of them make it for me, but okay. Okay, what about Jay Z? Yeah, probably. Again, I, I I think this is supposed to be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that's okay. This All is, right, this is the way direction you guys are going to go. It's okay. Here's the rest of the it. nominees: Mary J. Blige, okay, Kate Bush, Devo. Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Shaka Khan, Fila Kuti, I don't even know who that is, LL Cool J, uh, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Dionne Warwick. Okay. In my world. Who goes in? Rage. It's it's almost unfathomable to me that Rage wasn't a first ballot yes. lock home run getting in. Uh, agreed. But Rage. Foo Fighters, Iron Maiden. Here's the one that I, I'm going to surprise you with. Okay. The Go-Go's. Okay. And here's why. I heard a great interview with Kathy Valentine a couple weeks ago and uh, on that Eric Alper show, which is a show I listen to on Sirius. And he made an amazing case for the Go-Go's because they were the first female band to play all their own instruments. And they had a bunch. They had a lot more hits than I think people realize. And, um, you know, I actually bought Kathy Valentine's book after that, which about her life in music, and it's fantastic. They, they did a lot more than I ever realized. And when, when he was done with that interview, I kind of felt like, yeah, I think they belong in there. So if you get it, it's on, you could find it on podcast called That Eric Alper Show. But he had her on for like an hour, and it was just, I, I thought it was just brilliant and fascinating stuff. It's pretty rare when I listen to an interview and say, man, this is really good. And because that's what he was, he was doing. He was making the Hall of Fame case for. Her. So, yeah. Is Iron Maiden in for you, Tyler? I would say just based on, like, volume alone, probably, yeah. A lot of music. Yeah, and you know what? The one good thing about Iron Maiden. But if I said, like, what's Iron Maiden's biggest hit? I don't Number know. of the Beast, maybe? Mm. Probably, or uh, wasted years was pretty big. Flight of Icarus was pretty big. Run to the Hills was their first well, what's, one. What's uh, the what's Spotify? Uh, look at the Spotify. Say. Yeah, let's look up Spotify. That's the only, that's that's the uh, the end all be all. Of wasted Spotify. years. Yeah, I, I mean Fila Cootie's page currently. Who the hell is that? By the way, he was on the ballot. I don't know who the other. He's a, a Nigerian uh, multi instrumentalist. Okay. All right, Iron Maiden. Here we go. Jeez. Uh, Number of the Beast, right? No. No. Run to the Hills. Run to the Hills. Uh, okay. Remastered, 193 million. The Trooper, the Trooper, that's a good million. one, too. Yeah. Fear of the Dark, which is... That one That one surprised me that that would... that. I mean, that was a huge hit for them, and it, it wasn't one of my favorites. It's got 42 million more plays than Number of the Beast at 130 million. Uh, two We're, Minutes to Midnight. That's a good one. 
Wasted years. Wasted years is, but that's yeah. only. I guess they probably are million. in for volume, but like volume and just their their longevity. Yeah, Flight of Icarus. Where's that one? Uh, that is not in the top ten. Wow, really? But I'm going Rage Against the Machine. Who I thought it was. It's insulting that they're not in already. Uh, I think Foo Fighters. Even though, uh, boy, they I heard taking a. I heard some of this album that just came out. Oh, yeah. Reportedly, it's horrible. I haven't heard any of it. There's oof. a couple good songs, but... There's some, some oof. Yeah, there's also oof. I think... Uh, here, here's where I'm at with the hip-hop guys getting into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, as, un, until there's a hip-hop Hall of Fame, I think... And, and they've already set the precedent by putting in Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, if they're going to do that, I'm fine with it. It's just... To me, it's not and, rock and roll. And just I'll say... the Music Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. But then what about guys like... Should the Beastie Boys be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. Even though they're hip-hop guys? They're also hip-hop slash rock. I mean, they, I mean they, they, they were King from Slayer played on one of their songs. Right. Well, I mean, Jay-Z had a whole album with Linkin Park. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like, the, the genres are kind of intertwined, whether you want to admit it or not. And I think Jay-Z, if you're talking about rappers that should be in the Hall of Fame... Jay Z certainly meets that criteria. He's probably one of them, yeah. But well, I mean, there he is. So it's not are really you not worth putting. If you're putting Jay Z in, don't you have to put LL Cool J in? Like LL, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I I, I think I was reading somewhere that LL Cool J is in his last year of eligibility. Ooh. Like, if you're talking about the the pioneers of hip hop, which he was around before Jay Z and way before. I don't, like he just didn't have the hits. Mama said, "Knock you out." Okay, and You're, name you, here's name the a thing. few more, name no, here, at here, least five of LL Cool J's hits. Here's what I'll say: How old are you? I'm 35. LL Cool J, his, I, I would say his peak was like, I, I don't know. It was I around mean, then, late 80s, probably. I, I would say the. I, I feel like it was more like the mid 80s, but. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I'm just. Uh, I, I feel like that dude. It felt like every album he put out was a, like a hit. But he did like the um, the going back to Cali song, which was a a mainstream, like a, a mega hit, right? Like you you know that song, right? I know that song. Yeah. Okay. Fred probably even knows. No, that I, song. I know those two. I don't know anything else. Uh, Around the way, girl. Don't know it. Tyler? No. No. Well. Uh, uh, doing it. Doing I remember it. That do, one. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, the lounging song. And to Iron Maiden's credit, uh, none of LL Cool J's songs are in the hundreds of millions. Streams. Now, see, that surprised me. I would have thought Mama Said Knock You Out would be. I would have thought so, too. 59 million. Mm. That's it. Well, I, I just, I'll, I'll go on record as saying Iron Maiden is a no-doubter in my mind, even more so than, than the other bands that are from your era, because not only did they make great music for a long time, they're one of the few bands that you go see them now, they sound they're just as rocking. good. They sound just as good. Now, it's been 10 years, so it may not be the same, but Bruce Dickinson still has that voice, and they were, uh, uh, and they, were, they were just kind of the classic tour everywhere, uh, build an audience through touring thing, and... and you know, really good, 
rock and roll. And, and, and they also got into the macabre a little bit and, and, uh, it's, it, and Satanism and stuff like that, where they, they did some off the wall topics that they were able to pull off. Uh, and I, they're in, they're in my hall of fame all day, every day. And, and in, in fact, one of the best metal bands of all time. Okay. So, so you're putting, you're putting them in like they're at the top of the class. Well, to me that there's, there's three no brainers. Okay. Rage, Foo Fighters and them. Okay. I, I'll go with those three. And then I would add the two hip hop guys. I would add Jay Z yeah. and I would add LL Cool J. But I would, and I'm only saying them over Tina Turner because Tina Turner's already in. Tina Turner's a, a, a superstar, but she's already in. Like, how many times do you need to get in? Yeah. Fair point. I, like, is there a cap to how many people get in? I like, think there is. Yeah. I think it's like a five. A five it's uh, only five. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's my question. If. And. and no, no disrespect to Rage or Iron Maiden or LL Cool J, but if my five were to get in, I asked the two of you this: Who would be the headliner? Who would be like the big, like head of the class? Foo Fighters or Jay Z? Jay Z. Yeah, I think it would have Jay-Z. to be because yeah. he would be the first mega hip hop star to get in while he's alive. Because Tupac and Biggie both got in posthumously yeah like jay-z would be able to go there and accept i mean i don't know what what the and actually play a song what the two. ceremony yeah. would look like there this year i don't know if there's going to be people if or there what even is one yeah but i think that jay-z would probably have to be the uh the headliner and uh, tyler do this for me and I, I i'm pretty sure jay-z has sold more records than the foo fighters like i, I yeah I, i'm guessing although but, although now with the with the downloads being more of a thing I don't. I don't know that these guys do the numbers that they did before. Yeah, I don't um, know. And I like one of Jay Z's biggest albums was him and Kanye. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, I, um, I, I don't feel I can discuss with any kind of education those guys because I, I don't follow their careers. So just glancing at it, Jay Z and Foo Fighters have about the same amount of streams. On uh, on Spotify, okay, all in the three to five million okay. range on each song. Yeah, three I, I to five hundred. It's an million. interesting debate. But I would, and here's the other reason why I would probably say they let Jay Z headline because Dave Grohl's already headlined as part of Nirvana. Yeah, and they they so, did it. Okay, so the the Tina Turner thing. That's true. Dave Grohl. I got to look at Tina. Like what? Because I don't know enough about Tina's career to remember. What songs she did with Ike and Tina, and what songs she did without Ike? Because that's what really boils down to, right? Like, what was her catalog yeah. like post Ike? You know, the only what thing I really remember is that Proud we, Mary, right? Uh, yeah, we don't need another hero from her Mad Max appearance. That was a pretty big hit. Which, but, by the way, but I couldn't tell you too many Tina Turner songs. I, I'm pretty sure Proud Mary was Ike and Tina. Uh, yeah, that was. I was think. it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I around back it's a freaking cover song. Yeah, like right. if your biggest hit's a cover well, song, and, and I will always love you. Uh, that's a that's a cover, but that's I mean, but she's not she, the most famous person for that. Oh no. yeah, Whitney that's Houston. Whitney. Do- yeah, yeah, but Dolly mind. Parton sorry, is sorry. just as I mean, Dolly Parton's as big of a star as Whitney Houston. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, still out there I would battling. probably go Rage, Iron Maiden. 
Uh, yeah, the, the whole the fact that Dave Grohl's already in, but the rest and wasn't Pat Smear in Nirvana for a little bit too? Did he get in with them? No, it was it just, was just the, those three guys. Three. Yeah, well, all two, right, here two guys, and I don't know if Courtney Love was there or not. Honestly, I might put Devo in. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, well, the you know, one what? hit wonders, and <laughs> they, that's like one of the most recognizable songs. Like, I don't know that they started a trend of that. But it definitely like became a little bit more mainstream with them, like the new wave sound. You, you know what? Uh, the more I look at like Tina Turner's ten best songs, I'm gonna go no. She shouldn't be in there. Like it, one of her top ten is from Goldeneye. Hmm. Uh, how about now? She's got that simply the best that everybody plays everywhere. Right. More than the Devo song, I'm guessing. We don't need another hero. Is number four. That was, that was from Mad Max. Proud Mary uh, 3, Private Dancer 2, and What's Love Got to Do With It. I mean, that's that's not... I mean, the top five's not bad, but... Eh. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm looking at her out, like her album sales. Private Dancer was five times platinum in the U.S. I mean, And, and that was like in 1984. That was a big deal. Five times platinum. After that, I don't know. I, I, I'm again. I'd have to dig into better. Uh, most most of the most, separating well, well, Ike yeah. and Tina from. But I mean, Tina. she was part of it, though. She was, but if she's already in as Ike and Tina, well, yeah, I don't know that she needs to be in as separately. Crank that up. So basically, it, it looks like. Everything up until 1980 was Ike and Tina, and everything after 1980 was just Tina. Yeah, if, if she's already in. You don't need to do this twice, if, especially when you've only got five. Yeah, I'm with you. All For right. that reason, Tina, you're out. I'm out. Yeah, maybe next year, Tina. We'll see what the class looks like. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. Back on the Blitz. <laughs> AJ spending entire segment trying to say Iron Maiden overrated. I'm not saying they're overrated. Yeah, but I I'm mean, saying they sold a lot of records because they made 30 albums. Or they released 30 albums. You said they didn't, and they did. They released no, more than no, 30 if you count these compilation those albums. Those aren't albums. A lot of those aren't albums. A lot of those are like they had a concert So I can't somewhere. go on eBay and buy the CD of this. Not of all of these, no. Like uh, BBC Archives, Beast Over Hammersmith, all those things you can't get. Why? Because they, they all say format, CD, LP, format, yeah, right, CD, them, LP. Go buy them then. I, I don't want them, but I'm saying they exist. You're saying they don't when it's, it's here in black and white that they exist. Yeah, on Wikipedia. Okay. Because it's always right. Tell me which one I can't get, and I'm going to go find it. Well, I haven't. I haven't tried to go buy any of them. I, I will do that. I'll, I'll do research and go. Do, yeah, no, what? This is dumb. This is a, this is the second dumbest argument that you've gotten involved in today. And you're a me. part of this. Yeah. I, all I'm saying is much to blame as I am. No, all I'm telling you, you said there weren't 30 albums, and there are. Uh, There's more than 30. Yeah. You know what? I quit listening after 92. They're one of those bands that shouldn't be making new albums. 
So there. Do you hold that against them? Do you hold that against bands? No. I, well, some bands I do, yes. Because I, I don't I, like it like when... For, uh, the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters is a good example. They're starting yeah. to get into that. And you know what? Maybe the Foo Fighters have another hit in them. It's possible. No. No. The, but, the last album, that Concrete and Gold, that was good. I like that one. Can I, when was that? that five was years like ago? Five or six years ago, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they become, and this is why they should be in the Hall of Fame, they become one of those bands that we don't want to hear any new music. I don't need new music from the Foo Fighters. I don't need new music from Iron Maiden. Uh, all of those guys, they've got enough hits that I can go to a concert and know every single song and enjoy it. So there. You know what that makes you? It makes you appreciate, and I know people will make fun of them because they, uh, oh, they they sold out. They're no good now. But like Metallica put out that Death Magnetic and then Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And those are still decent albums. They're solid, yeah. And those guys are like a hundred. They start. They had to start around the same time as maybe a little after Iron Maiden, right? Um, I think they were They're real they early eighties, like eighty two, eighty three was very Kill late seventies, early eighties. Were they yeah. late seventies? Because I, I, mean, I think Kill 'Em All is like nineteen eighty three or eighty two. I, I think I think that's about right because they were they actually didn't get big until after I was out of high school. Uh, so that'd have been eighty four somewhere. Well, yeah, and Meta- Kill 'Em All was eighty three, and Metallica okay. went for, like I would say probably around. I would say Master of Puppets is when you're what you're talking about. They got big, yeah, like they had a uh, like people knew who they were. But then after the Black Album is when they went from being big to like a mega band. That's when their like their songs were everywhere. Like you know, yeah, because that was that was whenever Cliff got replaced, right? So it was kind of it was in the news. Yeah, and then most most people will say everything after and Justice for All sucks because that's when they got uh, famous. And, and that's, you know, I don't want to say that that's fair, but they also, their music did change then. I think they still made some very good music after that. It just wasn't the same. Well, I think that's they, what they, they went were a band, direction. They were a band that evolved into something, which is kind of what you got to do if you're going to have a career that lasts 40 years. And yeah, it's either people going to get mad at you for playing new stuff or eventually they're going to get mad yeah. at you for playing the same stuff. Yep. <coughs> and that's what, like, even guy like uh, Eminem's a good example of a guy who, like, how many songs can you make about killing your ex-wife like, or, yeah. your, or your mom? Like, at some point, you got to try something different. And he's gone through phases where he tried something different that didn't work. And people are like, oh, this is terrible. And then he's done some stuff since then that's, that's okay. I don't know. I, I'm I'm always okay with bands changing along the way because at some point you've got to change to be relevant still. Because, well, and one of my favorite bands that's, that's putting out a new album, and I'm and I think for me they're pretty much in that don't put out any more album stuff. But I like their last one a lot. Uh, is the Offspring, and they're nothing like what they started as. They were a skate punk band uh, with keep them separated. And all I mean, that Green Day is the same way. Yeah, Green Day's evolved. I, I mean that don't necessarily like how they've I actually like how the offspring have evolved. I think their music is better now. But my son is obsessed with Green Day. Ugh. I don't know why. I, I like Green Day. That happened. I don't know. He he like no he he knows the names. He's eight and he knows the names of all the guys in the band. Like it's it's weird, but he's really into them. You shouldn't tell him I peed next to Billy Joe at the Super Bowl. I'll uh, never tell him that, I promise. Okay. Ugh. Never. Let's talk to Lamont. Lamont's going to bring us off this. And yeah, us on we're else. having fun, and now he's got to talk about the team across the road. <sighs> All right, Lamont, what do you want to say about the Texans? Uh, man, I was going to talk about the Texans, but uh, uh, 
guys was talking about the hip hop, uh, the hip hop, uh, hip hop and the rock and roll uh, uh, hall of fame. Yes, I'm a person that believed that. I'm a person that believed that uh, uh, the hip hop, uh, uh, hip hop uh, hall of fame needs to be uh, a separate entity now. You know, the hip hop uh, hall of fame don't want them there. And according to you, uh, AJ, what you were saying earlier that only dead people get in there, but. No, no, no. But I was saying, but I was saying the only, the only living, or there's never been a living guy, a hip hop guy that headlined the class. You're right. NWA got in, and, oh. and Ice Cube's alive, and, and Dr. Dre's alive. But I'm talking about like headline their class. Jay Z would be the first hip hop guy to do that. Okay, okay, okay. That's cool. And my only point is about the Texans, uh, uh, and I'm playing devil's advocate uh, uh, here with the Texans, even though I think that. What's going on with Texans is kind of out there right now. But a part of me uh, look back at me, think about the Texans, and I'm like, uh, you know, uh, it almost seems like Cal McNair is trying to separate himself from, uh, from his uh, from his papa. Uh, uh, it seems like he didn't got rid of all of those people from his papa. Uh, and I would never get mad at a man that's trying to do his own thing or anything like that. Uh, it seems like now he's. Uh, Got rid of Kubiak, got rid of uh, the old head, and you know, uh, uh, I, I asked you guys on Twitter about uh, jo- uh, not Josh Ennis, uh, but uh, John Harris and Mark Vandermeer, and I'm wondering if, uh, if, if they're going to do a, a clean sweep because what I'm starting to see right now is everybody is having this majestic glow about what the Texas was when Bob McNair was here. They were still ass being too. They were still me, uh, me being made fun of too. Well, that's kind of, and, and, and not everybody's. That, that's I'm sort sorry. of. The, it's the same thing I say about the Oilers all the time. Like everybody romanticizes the Oilers into something they weren't because they're gone. Everybody's now romanticizing the Texans into something they weren't because now they're they're a disaster. The Texans were always exactly. a mediocre franchise, they, it, it, but like a mediocre mediocrity is still better than a disaster. Yes, yearning for the days of their prior mediocrity. I, I guess you can do that if you want. I'd kind of hope for something better. But Lamont, let me ask hey, you what? before you go: yeah. LL Cool J should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Jay Z, right? Cool J should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because, uh, for the simple reason, he brought uh, uh, females into uh, uh, hip hop uh, with "I Need Love" and stuff, and he made. Hip hop sexy with him flexing and, and you know licking his lips and all of that. Uh, uh, he definitely has a spot in the Hall of Fame, and I'm more surprised that he's not in there. But I think uh, uh, let me ask you this, uh, AJ: Do you think uh, hip hop has been out for uh, since 1973? Yes, and it's been a ton of hip hop acts. Do you think that the text uh, that hip hop would uh, go through a same type of scenario that that Y'all was talking about a couple of weeks ago with the uh, with the uh, Houston Hall of Fame, with them putting too many people in, or do they have enough time and equity built in that they can put three or four people in? That's all I have, fellas. Great show today, man. Y'all was all over it, and y'all went all up on the Texans. Thanks, man. Right. Yeah, I, I think they, there's room. There's enough. There's enough guys in, from hip hop for a hip hop Hall of Fame. I part of me, I, I'm surprised that it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I don't know if like a famous rapper could be the one to start it because then it would be too self-serving. But I wish somebody would do well, it. If it was somebody who who obviously belongs in. Yeah. Or if it was somebody who, say, Jay-Z gets in and he says, you know what? We should split. Yeah. We should take all these guys and then start our own. That, that's what. Because there's, I mean, I think it, it deserves its own hall. Of, hell, there's enough guys from Houston, you know? 
Yeah. So I mean, maybe like uh, Russell Simmons or someone could could start something like that. But I don't know. It, that feels like uh, it, it should happen. If I if I were a black guy, I would have already started the hip hop Hall of Fame. If I were a wealthy black man, I would already have done it because it's a great idea and I, it's, it's ridiculous that no one's done it yet. But I would do it. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS. Something else you should be doing. TGS save some money. Why wouldn't you? Why why are you paying more than you need to on your homeowner's insurance when you could be saving big bucks? I did this. I, I'm saving over $1,000 a year since I made the switch to TGS insurance. And here's the deal. It's super simple. There's no obligation because not everyone is going to save money. I wish I could tell you that. Not everyone will. I saved over $1,000 a year. The average customer saves 900 Graham saved $2,600 a year. But what that means is there's some people who aren't going to save as much money. If that's you and you're like, oh, I'm not not saving enough money for it to be worth it, or this can't save me money, I already got a great deal, cool, throw the text away. All you got to do is text the word money to 232323. They're going to ask for your address. You reply back with that. They're going to send you a full and firm insurance quote within 15 seconds. It's simple. And what do you have to lose? It's the uh, the time it takes to send a text message. Do it now. Start saving today. Text the word money to 232323 for TGS insurance. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. One last segment to go. And we'll wrap it up the way we always wrap it up. This is where we uh, discuss famous people who died uh, during this week. Not necessarily this week, but in different years. So February the whatever. So let's talk about Larry Flint before we get into this. Did Larry Flint show... uh, Did he show... Lady parts before Penthouse did was Hustler first to the um, the mm, how do I even put it the Are you asking who came first? The full exposure game was it was it Larry Flint first? I to think show Hustler like, was first. I, I okay. could be wrong. Okay, because I, I know like that's really what separated Hustler and Penthouse from Playboy was lower body nudity, right? right. You, they weren't showing that in Playboy because Playboy was a gentleman's magazine. It was very classy and debonair, and they or were above boner, that. Yeah. Uh, but Larry Flint, I would say, it, like, and I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not as old as you, but like the People versus Larry Flint, I assume that that's a pretty, you know, a, a pretty biographically accurate. Um, it, you know, there was some there was some Hollywooding to it. Okay, but, I mean, because uh, I I went back and and read up a bunch on him after that movie. But if he did indeed do that much to fight censorship in this country, the man is a legend for that alone. Now, now take the nudie magazine part out of it, but like basically for fighting to keep the government out of what we're allowed to see or what we're allowed to to read, that's a big deal to me. Penthouse was founded in 1965 in the UK. In 1969, it was sold in the US as well. And Hustler was introduced in 1974. But was Penthouse pre-1974 showing um, 
Kitty cats. Yes. I am not quite sure. I haven't. That would take a little bit more okay. reading than okay. the time allotted here. All right. But well, I'm call, I'm calling legend on Larry Flint. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I thought the guy's been dead for a while. <laughs> yeah, oh, I really? do too. Yeah. Well, hey, well you, you're confusing him with Bob Guccione, probably, who was penthouse. Who was penthouse? Or, yeah. or Hugh Hefner, who's all, yeah, Hugh Hefner. All, all, all the Mount Rushmore of uh, of uh, smutmongers is now complete. I mean, it's, eh, it's smutmonger. I mean, that, that's a terrible characterization. Smut peddlers. I mean, yeah, that's, why is it got to be smut? I think this, there well, was some tasteful stuff. Is. There's some tasteful stuff in there. Huh. All right, Penthouse Forum was tasteful. They used to they used to write fiction for uh, Penthouse, and I, that's all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid was write uh, fiction. For I Penthouse. was into that uh, uh, so Penthouse was I. forums. Yeah. They used to sell like a whole magazine, like a, it was like one of the mini magazines that only had the stories. I, I mean, well, mind you, I was a, 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 a teenage boy. That'd get it done for me, just the stories at times. I, I still remember this this time travel one where this guy oh, God, keeps, uh, would. keeps waking up in the middle of the night with a penis hitting his stomach. And so one night he grabs a uh, uh, a hatchet and chops it off. And then like three years later... His wife's telling him, hey, we're trying out a new uh, um, birth control thing. And it basically was a tesseract that sent it back in time. So he chopped off his own thing. Terrible. I thought it was cool. I don't like time travel pornography. <laughs> I'm against that. Uh, I would like to All right, travel well, back in time and bang Betty White. But, who else died? Uh, let's see. Liberace. Okay. Mm. Um. Uh, Kirk Douglas. That's not a bad one. 103 years old, though. He made it a long time. Yeah. Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. 44 years old in 2003. Dude, okay. I used to, like when I, when I was going out for my first at bat in baseball games, I used to spit my gum in the air and swat it with my hand like Mr. Perfect did because I thought it, I don't know why I thought that was cool. But when I was a little kid, I thought that was cool enough that I would emulate it. In like you know, little league. Oh, and you're making fun of me for reading uh, time travel porn, and you're doing stuff like that. Okay, there's a big difference, Fred. Uh, t- <laughs> there's a big difference. 2021, Leon Spinks knocked out at the age of 67. Once down for all. the count. Uh, Derek Thomas in 2000, 33 years old. Duh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. 1938, Harvey Firestone. Who was obviously Firestone Tire? The, oh. ru- the rubber met the road at the age of sixty-nine. Uh, I thought it was Firestone Walker Brewery. No, no, I think that's part of his lineage, though. Oh, is it? I think so. Yeah. He has Respect a lineage. Guy. Well, yeah. When you got big dough, you leave it behind to somebody, and one of his kids was smart enough to start yeah, a brewery. Your, your rich trust fund babies are yeah. going to want to brew beer. Uh, Nineteen thirty-two, Mad Dog Cole, uh, famous from the movie Mobsters, murdered at twenty-three. That's about par for the course at that era for mobsters. All right, let's see. Best deaths. 1993, Arthur Ashe, 49 years old. Uh, 1994, Jack Kirby, cartoonist. I guess he worked on X-Men, Spider-Man, Hulk, and Captain America. I have never heard of him. I haven't either. It was basically him and Stan Lee. But they named a street after him. Yeah. True. In Houston. Where Jack Easterby works. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder if there's a relation there full circle best yeah. friends okay so if he was but if, if he was stan lee's robin i don't think he deserves best deaths <laughs> probably That's not. basically what it is i know i just crossed universes there too 
2007, Anna Nicole Smith, 39 years old. Uh, yesterday, it's funny. I, there was a time when I thought she was hot. She was like the, uh, she was like the first famous thick girl. She was because she would have been like a plus sized model, and she was she became like uh, of my generation the first bigger girl to uh, to be looked at as a sex symbol. You know how I usually say I would, not now. Well, I mean, she's been dead for years. I know. I don't think a lot of people would no. now. No, I'm, I'm not. But like in her prime? I'm not into that. Oh, in her prime, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Even near the end, sure. But after 10 years in the ground? No. no. Hard pass. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer we talked about yesterday. Uh, 1981, Bill Haley. Uh, uh, Haley's Comet. Rock Around the Clock. Um, eh. Okay, this is not a great best death. Shirley Temple died at 85 years old. Famous in the 30s. Probably more known as being a drink now. So you can drink Shirley Temple. When did she die? Uh, 2014. I, I remember that she I mean, I knew she died somewhat recently. Were any of you shocked that she had still been alive all these years? There's a lot of people like this. Like, wouldn't you have thought she'd still... Like, cause she like was Larry a, Flint's a good example. I thought right. he was gone. But Shirley Temple was such a huge star in her time. You would have thought that, like, there would have been TMZ at her house or something, even like in her later years. Yeah, she missed, but she missed all that though. She was a child star in the '30s. All right, uh, well, we got one, two, three, four, five dead porn actresses. We got to go fast. Tura Santana, Overdose. 2011 heart heart failure, 72. Get the age first. Oh, damn. Lollipop, 38. Overdose. 2008 heart attack. Uh, Tiffany Cross, 26. Murdered by a pimp. Death unknown. That's a winner. 2010. 63-year-old Jenny Joyce. Uh, cirrhosis of the liver. Kid- oh, close. Kidney fa- I'm going to give him the point. Kidney failure caused by cirrhosis of the liver. And finally, 2019, Roxy, 50. Uh, what year? 2019. Uh, car accident. Accidental overdose. You got your half right. I'm gonna give him a half a point for the accident. accident. And and the heart failure ones, it could have been because of an overdose. Absolutely. Technically. All right, I'll give you a half point for that too. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. Thanks for stepping in, Tyler. Great job, AJ. Okay job, me. We'll do it again tomorrow. Till then. Stay sportsy, bitches.